0: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Some 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
1: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good
3: Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the VSIN Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and the DK Network. DK Network, DraftKings, Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. In the hizzy, bar Canada at the D, uh, numbers game right here
4: at v How you doing, man? You good? I'm doing great. And welcome to the millions of viewers around the planet. Abso- listeners. Absolutely. <laughs>
3: millions <laughs> upon millions.
4: Gil was trying to psych me out before the show. I was
3: like, Kelly, just start thinking about all the people that <laughs> soak in every word of yours. Just don't, don't let it bother you. Don't let it affect you.
4: Dozens uh, of thousands of hundreds of people out there. <laughs>
3: Uh, on the show today, Will Hill will join us, give us all his baseball plays and thoughts of the day. See Najad, on the Ryder Cup. When's, yeah. the, when's the upcoming long shots on the Ryder Cup?
4: Boom! Recorded it yesterday with Wes Reynolds. It's called long shots. It flew by, Gil. Did I, it? I, it, it, was no, it, was, it was without Matt Brown. It was just me and Wes yesterday.
3: Oh, what are you trying to say? Hit,
4: hit that recording button. Thought we went, like, a little over a half hour. I looked, down, looked up at the clock. I was like, oh, my God, Wes and I just talked for over an hour about the Ryder.
3: Was that a little dig at Matt, what you just did right there? No, no, not at all. I was sure just sure we, like shocked that
4: Wes and I went over an hour on the Ryder Cup. Uh, I am
3: not shocked. And, and Wes has a great write-up at Visa.com oh, about it as well. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pritchard on Colorado and the NFL. Uh, Colorado alum that he is. Pete Futek on college football. We'll effort to get Pete Futek on the show today. And Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. All of that. NFL power rankings and more. Um, can I start with, like, a first-world problem today?
4: Can I start with, like, a personal Issue. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And then we'll get into like this. kind kind of want to talk commercials that. at some point during the show too. Commercials. So, yeah, was, oh yeah, yeah. There's a couple. Dude, new bit of a little Phil <Swift. laughs> Phil a little bit Um, when 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 they put the
3: bit in, in the little bit of a little bit of a that's the amazing. Up, That's
4: a update. It's a Flex Seal tape now. Oh. He busted out a new commercial where a just made a boat out of tape. He's your guy. You the you guy, right? he's your North Star. It's like the only job I would I would take over this. So I understand I'll preface this by saying this is a first
3: world problem and I get it, but I just I here's the thing. I live in the middle I think listeners know, I live in the middle of the strip, yep. right? Which is yep. not a normal existence no, in, in the world, really. right? Don't know how you do it. Yep. Um you know, Antonio Pierce, the Raiders linebackers coach, is leaving in front of me this morning. And someone named, I don't know, Delicious, is leaving behind me. <laughs> I didn't catch your name. See, that's my whole but, that, <laughs> but that's, it's just a very strange existence, right? Yeah. So, um, we are affected more than anybody, by this F1 construction that has been going on for months in this town. It's incredible. Months. It has ruined our lives. At the beginning, it, was, it would take like 30 minutes out of your day because you'd get locked in the wrong spot, and it was always a changing. It was a moving target every day where the construction yep. was, so you couldn't yep. figure it out. They, they post a construction s- schedule. I don't even look at email. You expect <laughs> me to look at the construction schedule. <laughs> so we figured out then that you know you learn you use the back roads you figure out a way in but every once in a while you still lapse anyway i'm not asking you to cry me a river about this what i am telling you about today is is that at the end of this Horror, And there should be, I just want to say this, there should be some intrepid reporter here in Las Vegas who should do an expose on what politicians got greased for this, because the economic boon of this cannot be worth the trouble it's given us all.
4: Oh, I'm pretty sure that's the reaction. Yeah. But
3: I will tell you this, whoever decides to do that will get assassinated on the spot in this town. Mm, okay. Mm, I just will let you know. To, to, to uh, happen uh, before. Just, just remember, you're a guest in our town. So, the, the thing at the end of this was going to be, right, with the, what's the pot at the end of the whatever the hell the expression is? Was going to be at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, Yeah. but it's not a rainbow. So, hey, because you live in the Strip, though, you're going to have this unbelievable vantage point to watch this F1 race once it finally happens. So all of this horror show will result in this glory. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Every vantage point in town for this f1 race they have taken pains to monetize in fact i almost wonder if you have an apartment facing the strip i almost wonder if they're going to send a sheet over your window yeah they might they might it's incredible so to go to the roof of my building to watch this f1 race which is a roof that i can access every day of my life and often i do you ready for these prices? You just yeah, want, to, you yeah, want to hear yeah. the price. I, really, I wanted to know what the price is. So there's Thursday. Thursday, I want to take off the glasses. Cromps. Just
4: again, a roof that you can. What, what's up there? Are there are there grills? Is there a pool up there? There's is a pool. There anything? Okay. Yeah, there's a pool. It's a beautiful view. Right. Okay. I just want to point out. So residents go up there, hang out, spend some time if you want. The roof of the building in which
3: I live, that which is free have, to access every day. Every day. So there's Thursday practice, there's Friday qualifying, and then there's Saturday race day. Yeah, give me Saturday race day prices. Give you me just, the good you stuff. You just want to go to the good one? Let's go to the good one. Um, there's different options. There's the pool access outside, and then there's the indoor fitness center view, which is only exclusive for
4: 24 people. This is crazy. So even even your, this place is charging you like they're a hotel. The pool,
3: yeah, give me pool is, prices. is standing room only $150 a ticket the fitness center which has both clear windows and then sort of uh what's the word beckled wind like a kind of a sure. like a, a yellow sort of thing no the one that's sort of hazy $300 a ticket the clear window $350 a ticket why is ticket. that so much more like because it's rather- not standing room you, you know, on, the, on the roof, you have to stand. Here, you can actually sit, I guess. <laughs>
4: what, are they clearing all the fitness equipment out and putting yes. it in chairs or yes, something? that I'll, is I'll, correct. I'll, right, okay. That's what
3: they're doing. And so that's what it's going to cost all of us okay. in our own building. First world problems,
4: ladies and gentlemen. That is silly. Somehow I expected those to be more. More than $350? It's insane. I realize it's insane already. But Bro. you're hearing about some of these hotel prices. And like, like you talked about earlier, Like there are some of these hotel prices where I don't even know for sure yeah, that but you're going to be able to see it. But
3: that's there. a hotel. I live no, here, I, man. I, I
4: know. I know. Anyway, F1. Somebody do an mean, You talked this. about the sheet going down. Like, they are literally
3: putting up screens in some areas yeah. because of this. Not only that, I know nothing about this actual race, and I want to live bet it, and I want to understand what I'm watching. So, I'd have to buy Mikhail a ticket to sit next to me <laughs> so he can talk the whole way through it and explain to me, Yeah, you don't understand anything that's going on here. Let me explain. He talks at that, that rate, so I could actually live bet just it with look, some intelligence. Look for
4: those Red Bull cards, cars. That's all you got to do.
3: Uh, so, that's a. Uh, sorry about to bother you with that. But, uh, baseball last night um brian anderson is the play-by-play guy of the milwaukee brewers he also does tbs tnt games for uh, turner network um and he did the braves cubs game last night a braves cubs game by the way which the cubs led six to nothing braves came all the way back to win it to seven and six on a sayer suzuki drop a whiff of a fly ball into right field the sports book lost its mind. Runners were on second and third, uh, two out, the bottom of the eighth, and he just he just closed his glove as the ball went by him. Both runners score. Braves end up winning the game. Huge hit to the Cubs playoff shot. But Brian Anderson said something that. I just, I just think we can't emphasize this enough, and I want to raise my hand and saying I'm as guilty as anyone. I, I think the, the front side of this I did well, which is I de-emphasize it. But then when I actually made bets, somehow I emphasize again, which is Brian Anderson's term was, his phrase was forget his phrase, The sentence was, strength of schedule means nothing in Major League Baseball. We talk about it in football. We talk about it in basketball. Down a stretch, it means everything. If you're playing the Wizards and the Pistons versus playing you know, the Warriors and the, the Celtics, let's say. Football, we obviously know. We, we talk about schedule every single day on the show. But when we go through baseball down the stretch of the season, the last month, the last three weeks, the last two weeks... Nothing ever seems to manifest as you think it would. Now, I've made nothing but horrific bets. San Francisco to make the playoffs. As soon as I made that, they go to Colorado, they lose three of four, okay? Uh, the Astros, yeah. to win their division. As soon as I make that, they get swept by the Royals. Me and talked about making that bet so many times, too. It is. It's, it's unbelievable what happens in baseball. And Brian Anderson, who's not a better as far as I know, made it in non-betting terms last night, and it was a great reminder of that. It's sort of a macro thing for us to remember in, in coming seasons. Let's not think this matter. His explanation was baseball's such a craft. I'll add to that, because I don't know, because that's sort of nebulous. You're really only as good as your next pitcher, right? It's the old phrase. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, let's take it today, just to give an example. What are the best bets on the board today, literally with five days left in the season? Well, it could be argued that the Reds to make the playoffs at six to one might in fact be the best bet in the National League because the Marlins, much like the Giants, had to contend with in Colorado in the series I referred to, the Marlins now have to play a double header against the Mets in this series. The reason that that stinks is because you can never assume more than a split in a double header at a time when you got to try to win everything. Right. So that's kind of a knock on the Marlins, maybe the Reds, if the Cubs keep free-falling. And again, here's where it gets into. But you know why? Because the Cubs play the Braves and the Brewers. Like, it's such a it's such a fool's errand to say that. But maybe the best bet is the, is the Reds at 6-1 to one to make it. Maybe the best bet in the American League is the Blue Jays to miss it at 18-1 to one with Only five days left in the season. Why? Uh, Why am I doing the Chris Cuomo thing where I say why in the middle of a sentence? I have no idea. (laughs) But they've got Garrett Cole tonight, uh, and then they close the season out with the Rays. So again, I say this in a way now where I will just I will be completely honest. Don't listen to me, because they never work out apparently with the baseball stuff. But Whenever you do that exercise on a daily basis, somebody wrote me a tweet about the Astros. because goes, the Astros one was completely well-conceived. You just can't anticipate these things. You can't. You can't anticipate the Astros getting swept by the Royals, playing poorly against the A's and the Royals even more for earlier in this month. Plus, the Astros yesterday throw the ball around the yard. It's an error fest. Like These things are just It's incredible what you get on a nightly basis in baseball. So, I just think Brian Anderson's, that, that is a great blinking yellow light on all of this. And so while I say, I'll give you an example. of Chris Volikar, Buddy the Bear. Mm-hmm. So he, Will, and I are on a, a three, uh, three pronged, uh, three way uh, thread on, on text. And yesterday, he's talking about oh Toronto to you know just what I just said. Toronto to to miss maybe this uh, Toronto missed last night. And he said, that's it. I'm not making any more baseball bets. They never work out for me. Da-da-da. I'm not chasing any more of these. Because every night, he's doing something else. Then this morning, I wake up. He's like, oh, I don't know. That Reds bet is pretty darn good. <laughs> so it's like, we can't get out of our own way on this. And I'm as guilty as anybody. I just want to point that out. So shout out to Brian Anderson. Let us always remember that about strength of schedule in baseball. It's just not the same as it is in other sports. It's just not. We'll come back. Uh, NFL, last winless team, last undefeated team, our power rankings. It's on the other side. It's a numbers game at decent the Sports Betting Network.
2: No purchase necessary for prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th.
1: A numbers
3: game
2: on v the sports betting network.
3: We're back with another week of football. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on all the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with Code Vegas. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with Code Vegas. The crown is yours. Gil Alexander, Kelly Midland. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Jason H11, I schedule a guy's trip in Vegas every November. We leave the Wednesday before F1. Room rates tripled. Had to move two weeks before all reservations uh, to avoid center strip. If only there was a good sushi place to avoid the chaos.
4: Oh, I read his tweet wrong at first. So he even before, the Wednesday before the race, they're tripled. Yes, sir. Okay, that makes more sense. I, thought, I, I was surprised they weren't higher but I thought he was talking during the, week, during the weekend of the race.
3: They're like, you got to be back at your, pl- at your place before 5 p.m. on these days where the race starts at 10 p.m. It's the whole thing. Ryan Hyatt getting in late. Hey, Gil, can you slowly give me the promo code for that golf podcast? Can't ever recall the name of it. it the promo code is not for the golf podcast. The promo code is for... off.
4: There might be one I'm unaware of, but that's A-N-G, promo code, sign up now, VEASAN.com. Brian M., to encourage listeners to
3: use your code, an invite should be offered to attend a live stream of the Matt Brown field goal experience from a certain sushi spot. (laughs) Every variation of that. Tim Thompson, having landed on this show for a long time, Gil, can you explain why Jason Weingarten is always under a cloud of smoke? Yeah, Gil, can you explain that? (laughs) It's like when Goulet first worked here, he was like, you know, I was listening to your show, and you said this, I was in Southern California, and it was beautiful sunshine. You know what you were talking about. Those
4: Canadian wildfires have calmed out. Why why is there any smoke? I'll just say this.
3: (laughs) Have you ever heard a Jason Weingarten segment? I just want to point that out. Uh, AP one. Gil, where's Todd Wright been this season? Oh, we had him on last week. Talk yeah. Survivor with us. He has a new Survivor podcast. We'll have him on again. Trust the glove. Why does negative reinforcement not work on gamblers? I'm still betting baseball. Why? It's such a great, but this, this was kind of my point last segment, which or the beginning, which was, here, I could tell you what I think the best bets are at this point, but don't listen to me. They don't work out. I'm not doing any more. It's like Felica said last night. He's like, I'm not doing any more of these. I'm not going to sink any more money. Every day, there looks like there's this great bet. It doesn't work out. Matthew Mayberry. If you like Miami this week, how about last undefeated at 3-1? Well, we talked about that as well earlier. We're like, if they can get by Buffalo, that's that's still a good thing. But Philadelphia should be the short shot in that. Yeah.
4: By Uh, the way, I can't find that market anywhere in town. Which one? Last undefeated. Found yours last winless. Oh, it's up. it's yeah, still up.
3: Boyd's got it up. Boyd's got it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting about those too. These markets they they appear pre-flop, then maybe after week one, and then they kind of go away for a little while.
4: Yeah. Which, as long as you're consistent with it, I understand from a sports in, book in Nevada
3: yeah. that's what happens.
4: Right. right. No, yeah, yeah, in Nevada.
3: <laughs> I'm telling you guys, one, one day when we get legalized sports betting in this state, it is going to be the place to be. I'm telling you right now. Seeing as joins us, he has moved to the uh, nation's
5: capital. He's actually in Virginia, I believe doing big things. How you doing, See ya? That's right, Gil. Yeah, I'm in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, really close to your stomping grounds. It's where I'm from, doing a new show called By the Book with Meg McDonald. Very excited to be back up here, to be honest with you.
3: Good for you, man. I can't wait to uh, visit my mom. We'll hang out. We'll do some—we'll uh, have lunch and uh, hear about all your stuff going on at Monumental Sports Network. Ryder Cup. Can you—for for those who are—OK, okay, they know about the Ryder Cup. They're, you know, sort of casual golf fans— Just give us the format of the Ryder Cup as a refresher.
5: Yeah, so it's 12. It's 12 guys on each side. You've got six qualifiers, six captains picks on USA and Team Europe. And essentially, you know, in day one, which is going to start basically in the middle of the night, I think it's going to be Friday morning, you know, one o'clock a.m. You're going to have basically like two sets of matches. You're going to have four ball and you're going to have well, you should I should say you're going to have alternate shot and you're going to have four ball. And then the next day, you're going to have the same thing. Now, we don't exactly know who's being trotted out yet. As far as I know, I don't think those pairings have been made. But the long and short of it is you're going to have two matches day one. You're going to have two sets of matches day two, four ball alternate shot. And then day three, you're going to have singles. So all 12 guys are going to trot out and, and be matched up against another guy. So it's a weird format in the sense that you're looking for points rather than, you know, l- like looking to win like a regular golf tournament. And, you know, the, the team with the higher points, that's the team that's going to win.
3: That's that's the first thing we should point out. This is in the middle of the night, isn't it? Yeah. Like this is going to yeah. be horrible for U.S. viewers.
5: That's the first thing. Um, I'll say I'll yeah. say this, Gil, on Sunday when they do the singles matches, I believe that starts a little bit later. Okay. Like, I think it might start at like four or five in the morning, which means if you're waking up at like a decent time, like you'll probably catch the back half of, of some of those singles events on that final day.
3: OK, well, we have that. All right. You have you have plenty of bets here. How do you want to start? You want to stop start with top rookie?
5: Yeah, let's let's start with uh, top rookie. So you know the the, the cool thing about this, it, it's an unconventional sort of betting tournament. Honestly, it's not really my preference. I prefer just like give me the Fortnite, give me give me a regular sort of betting situation. But they do have some like interesting bets that I think have some good value. So top rookie, I, I went with Wyndham Clark on the U.S. side, and you know Wyndham Clark at plus two sixty. That just to give you an idea of who he's up against, we're we're looking at Max Homa, Brian Harmon, Sam Burns. When I look at the number, in a, and I look at guys like Max Homa, who's like a plus one. 160 i think wyndham clark has just the same upside and, and i like him at plus 260 given what i think this course is going to call for on team europe top rookie ludwig Aberg. listen he's been red hot i mean he is really coming on and he's up against uh, a handful of guys that i don't think are his caliber so i've got ludwig Aberg. it's a chalky play but plus 165 and then gil if you want me to move on i can go to the Please. top captain's picks for both yes. sides yeah so call- Colin Morikawa is my top captain pick for the U.S. side at, at plus 300. The only other guy that I'd really consider, I mean, just to give you an idea, like Jordan Spieth would be in this conversation, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler. But the other guy that I'd actually consider is Brooks Kepka. He's a little shorter than Colin Morikawa. Uh, you know, I, I think Brooks Kepka is, is solid, uh, I, you know, on the live tour lately, he hasn't been very good. And I like how Colin Morikawa's game is trending uh, with the putter, with the short game specifically. But also we know while he's a shorter hitter, he's accurate and he's really good good with the long iron. So he's a guy that I like Uh Tommy Fleetwood is top European captain's pick. He just does everything well. This 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 course is going to call for some short game, too. And Tommy Fleetwood has been really good with the ball striking, but also really good with the short game. Plus 225, another pretty chalky play. But I like that there. And then top European score. Like, I, I think Team Europe's going to win this thing at, at plus 125. It's probably.
3: Oh, we, we lose Sia right there. So let me just clarify while we try to get him back. Yeah. Top European scorer, he's going with Rory mcelroy at five to one, Mm -hmm. and then he for the winner of the whole thing, he's going with Team Europe in a very anti-American stroke from Sia, I must say. He's going uh, Team Europe at plus one twenty-five.
4: Yeah, and I know we've got Sia back here. Sia, I'm going to ask you the one on ludwig Ludwig Aberg. I I know there's been a lot of speculation that he's going to get paired possibly with one of the big guns on Europe. Is that is that one of the big reasons why you're betting him in that top rookie market?
5: Yes and no. I mean, I think even if he doesn't get paired with like a big gun, I think he's going to get trotted out there probably more than some of those other rookie picks. Uh, And frankly, I do think he's better than all those guys. So even if it's an even playing field in terms of number of matches he gets to play, I still think he's the guy. But yeah, you're right. It certainly lends even more credence to that pick if he's going to get paired with a big gun.
3: Besides these uh, these full tournament bets here, Sia, do you find yourself making I mean, how many bets per day
5: do you see yourself making? So that's a good question. So when the actual pairings come out for Friday and for Saturday, I'll probably do it just like I do heads up matches in regular golf tournaments where I pick one or two that I really like. And if I don't like any, I'm not going to bet any. But that was the next likely I'm I'm, going to have one or two for each one.
3: Yeah, that was the next question. Do you go days where you're just like, you know what? I'm not even betting this. I'm just going to just going to watch some golf. You same thing. Yeah,
4: Yeah. absolutely. The matchup has to be right. It has to be right. Um, what about some of yours? Do you have some of the on these? Yeah, I do. I've only made a couple, actually. I made uh, I went for Hovland top European scorer, um, and then went with uh, Xander Shoffley top U.S. scorer. Also did top overall point score score for Victor Hovland. Um, I think at this point, there's actually we've swung a little bit too far. See, so I actually think your numbers good on Europe, and there's a plus money on the U.S. side now. I like. A week mm-hmm. ago, I thought this was you couldn't really bet aside. side. I think it's almost swung too much to the U.S. side. But I, those those three European guys, Rom, Rory and Hovland, I think they're going to be forced to play as much as they possibly can. So that's where I made the mm-hmm. That's kind of kind of the reason why I made the Hovland bets.
3: Well, see you uh, before we uh, let you go. we got a minute left here. Your favorite NFL mm-hmm. bet of week number four, sir.
5: So, so far, I, I really like the Patriots. You could have got them at plus seven yesterday. They're at the Cowboys. We know the Cowboys coming off that loss to the Arizona Cardinals. You know, they, like the they got run on James Conner averaged seven yards per carry in that game. Joshua Dobbs was 17 for 21. I think this Patriots team, especially defensively is actually pretty good. I'm not sure Dak is playing super well at this point. And so seven points for a really well coached team with a really solid defense. Uh, I think they're going to find some holes just like Arizona did. So plus seven's a gift.
3: That's your favorite one. Uh, how's, the, uh, how's the reaction in uh, D.C. on the uh, commodes getting in the loss column and that performance this past week?
5: You know, I think some people had a little bit of unrealistic expectations specifically for Sam Howell coming off the first couple weeks. I think it's kind of one of those things where people are like, all right, let's see what happens, not necessarily against the Eagles, but over the next few weeks. And then let's really gauge this team in terms of where they are after that.
3: Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair representation of the uh, the fan base over there. See ya! Thanks so much. Enjoy the Ryder Cup. Good luck with the bets. Thanks, fellas. see Najad on Twitter, S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D. Uh, for those on the DK Network, Dan Lebitard is next. If you want more of this, sophomore jinks, We'll remain on Visa. Numbers game on the other side with Mike Pritchard on Colorado and beyond next.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week.
2: Terms and conditions apply.
1: The numbers told the story, they always do. One so of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander
3: on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa. the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, Radio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in. We appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It is Kelly Bydelon, producer number nine here as well. So much more than a producer. How you doing, man? You good?
4: Doing well. Yeah. Really don't need okay. that. That though. If if you don't think I get bidling all the time, oh, I don't sure need do. more people thinking it was bidling and then shifting.
3: Well, you've got you've gotten worse <laughs> on this show, haven't you? <laughs> you put it into that quick. Uh, still to come this hour, we're going to talk to Pete Futako, college football, Jason Weingarten from Yes Under a Cloud of Smoke, um, and Mike Pritchard standing by. And, matter of fact, let's bring Pritch in, Mike Pritchard. Everybody, uh, former number one draft pick of the Atlanta Falcons, former and not former, always a national champion at the University of Colorado. And Mike, great to see you. Great to talk to you. Usually we we start with Colorado. I want to save Colorado All here right. coming up. Okay, I just want to talk about this the Jets stuff first. So Yesterday, they signed 31-year-old Trevor Simeon to their practice squad. Uh, Trevor Simeon, when last we saw him, was in the Bengals organization. They released him this offseason. Uh, we also got word from of all people, the rapper Jay Cole, that Colin Kaepernick had written this really, actually, pretty pretty sound letter, I thought, to, to, the, uh, to the Jets organization saying, hey, I just want to be on the practice squad. No pressure on Zach, but if he goes down, I might be a great elite Option uh, to have. How I guess the question is: How did they end up on Trevor Simeon in the end? Like, do you, <laughs> you as someone who who watches this and played the game, do you do you see a move like this and you're like, well, what, what is that going to do?
1: Well, behind the scenes, it's about what Joe Douglas and certainly the Jets and the fact that Trevor had been with the Jets previously, I think was it 2019 or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yes. Uh, So there's familiarity that that's pretty much what it is. Who, you know, uh, at this point, you know, you know, and that's how you get a job sometimes as a backup quarterback in the National Football League. Who, you know, it's not it's not anything about your ability It's who, you know, uh, and who is comfortable with you to kind of come in and understand the Jet way. Whatever that is at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Your guess is as good as mine. The jet way. No, I mean, but I think that's a great reminder,
3: though. It's, It's who you know. Like, we think laymen like ourselves, right? We think, oh, because it's the NFL, things that apply in real life don't apply to the NFL. But it is true. Who you know matters. Uh, right. Even though there's only 32 head coaches, there's going to be a group of them that are incompetent, just like in any other profession, right? Um, these things exist in this National Football League bubble as well. Right. Um, right. So are they just going to go with Zach Wilson the rest of the way? Is that what I mean? Or, or do you think Trevor Simeon will, you know, bleed his way into the lineup? And in
1: the end, will that even matter? Well, to your point, and let's build on it, too, because I think this is important for betters to know, um, you know, teams that are are ran by the GM. uh, And it seems like the Jets are like Robert Sala. He's not a personnel guy, right? He's a Mm -hmm. he's an X's and O's. He's a defensive minded kind of head coach, but uh, he's not a personnel type of head coach. And uh, so they're leaning on Joe Douglas to kind of put this team together and. Uh, they try to do that. Nathaniel Hackett, the hire right there was because of Aaron Rodgers. They wanted that attraction and then, okay, the coaches are going to run with it. Now you got Nathaniel Hackett who doesn't know anybody else in terms of quarterback and other than Aaron Rodgers. If you think about it from a play calling standpoint. So here you got Joe Douglas, the GM trying to piecemeal this thing. And you have Robert Sala trying to hold it together by trying to say the right things about Zach Wilson. But yeah. in the locker room, we know as players that that guy is not going to get dubbed on. So, You have the personnel department on one page and then you have the coaches uh, on a different page and and then you'll see it play out on Sundays a frustration level. Right. Uh, So the Jets are in disarray uh, all because their plan went down the toilet once uh, Aaron tore his Achilles.
3: Yeah. Do you since you bring up Aaron Rodgers. Do you think it was helpful that Aaron Rodgers, from you know the sidelines, um, said one that the offense needed to sort of grow up? I'm paraphrasing; he used different words, but essentially he said everybody needs to get it together. And two, he also uh, allowed for the fact that had he been playing, yeah, they might be three and zero. Like, do you think any of that's helpful? (laughs)
1: Well, no, it's not helpful. I mean, obviously, it's Aaron kind of separating himself, kind of like he's done Mm -hmm. uh, the last few years. Right. Um, But he's talking to Nathaniel Hackett and Hackett's giving him information. And uh, now he's a mouthpiece for Nathaniel Hackett, who I don't know how much credibility he has in that locker room right now. Uh, So he's an outsider. Right. Uh, And, you know, that's just pulling back the curtain on what's going on. He's he's talking to Hackett. And Hackett's giving him information, and therefore, okay, uh, I can be a mouthpiece uh, wherever I need to be, a mouthpiece, whatever platform, uh, to kind of try to ease the situation. But that's, this thing is not going to get ease, easy. No. Uh, this thing is more and more difficult uh, as long as they go this direction. I mean, they got to try something different than, than Zach Wilson at this point.
3: They gots to. It's a gots to yeah. situation. But
1: what right. I mean, it what is
3: what – yes. just from your sense – and I'll throw the Jets and the Bears as the two leading candidates, maybe Denver's third in this. I don't know. But what's the franchise right now that appears to you to be the most dysfunctional of the bunch and extension of that feels like the one that could just explode at any or implode at any moment?
1: Right. The irony or the coincidence, maybe. I don't know. It's the Broncos uh, and the Jets, right? The two kind of storylines of the offseason when Sean Payton was calling out Hackett uh, and and the fact that he was not a great coach uh, in Denver. Uh, And then now uh, Sean Payton is getting embarrassed with Mm -hmm. that same type of team. Yes, he Uh, is. The Bears. Yeah, the Bears. I I don't know how much expectations or how many or high the expectations were for the Bears. I I thought people thought it was going to be some improvement. But it's more of the same, right, with Dustin. Uh, it's more of the same uh, with a new coach, a head coach, and certainly a GM trying to stay on the same page. But because of expectations, because you have a Super Bowl winning head coach out in Denver, and it seems like they keep crashing through the floor. You know, you, you butt up against the ceiling, right, and you're supposed to get to higher levels. But you're not supposed to keep crashing through floors uh, and, and okay, get to a new low. Uh, but the Broncos are, find themselves not yet hitting rock bottom. Uh, and that, to me, is the most frustrating part. I mean, the Jets went all in on Aaron Rodgers. And like I said, that, that got flushed down the toilet. Yeah. Were you ever on a team that, that was similar
3: to any of this? Or, or did you manage to avoid that?
1: I mean, <laughs> Atlanta, we were borderline dysfunctional. <laughs> But we were also highly talented, though. And you won games. Uh, You won football games. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, you had a GM and Ken Harrock and Jerry Glanville, a head coach, on separate pages, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, you could see that firsthand as a player. When I got to Denver, uh, it was all unified. It was all about winning a Super Bowl. And certainly you got Mr. Bolin, the owner, on the same page as the GM, the front offices, certainly on the same page as the head coaches, too. Uh, Same thing in, in Seattle. And once Mike Holmgren got in there. Uh, but yeah, you can you can feel and sense the dysfunction as a player in the locker room.
3: Last thing on this before we get to Colorado, who is your sense of? And it's, it's never fun to speculate on someone losing their job. But if
1: you had to, Ooh. who do you think's the first coach fired? I mean, I, I think I, Brandon Staley. I was looking at him for a while. First coach fired. Right. Um, you know, Sean Payton's not getting fired. Nope. this' a new ownership group and nope. all that stuff. Yeah. Robert Sala's not getting fired. Um, you know, teams that are really what high expectations that are underachieving. And that, to me, is the Chargers. You know, they have high expectations, perhaps underachieving. Now, if they beat the Raiders, maybe the heat comes off of Staley a little bit. Uh, but but he's up there. You know, certainly. And, you know, I was looking at the Cowboys before. Like, if they don't get to a, a Super Bowl or if, they, if it falls apart, which it's not, Dallas is going to be fine. Uh, you can look there. But, you know, Staley, Staley is in the crosshairs at this moment uh, in terms of coaching. Yeah.
3: OK, let's get to Colorado. We, we said it on this show. I'm sure everybody did, which is, all right, this yeah. is a fun content ride until they get to the Oregon and USC games. Um, then the Travis Hunter injury happened, and it, it just exacerbated the fact that this is going to be that much more difficult. Colorado gets absolutely rolled uh, by Oregon. Yeah. Uh, Dan Lanning certainly was not uh, shy with his comments. Dion had an interesting comment the other day where he's like, <clears throat> I know what you're trying to get me to say. But you're not going to provoke me into saying it. I'm not going to try to provoke you into saying certain things either. But do you get the sense that this will be a, a, a better outcome at USC, or can we
1: expect more of the same? No, I home, think it'll home be, against uh, USC, I should say. Yeah, home against USC. I, I think it'll be different. You know, everything was new again for Colorado on the road inside the Pac 12. You know Shadur sanders is as well as he's played he can't play that way against a team like oregon holding the ball waiting waiting and waiting and waiting and trying to let the play develop uh because teams are too good for that so they'll get coached up off of that uh you know defensively being better tacklers and and rallying and getting to the ball carrier you know i think being in a position to make a play I, i think coach prime and his staff will coach the players up on that but it's a different animal than, than a non-con, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're in this conference, and, and a lot of teams are familiar with you, and there's, certainly there's a, lot of, there's a lot more tape. Uh, there's more evaluation of the personnel. Uh, and so Colorado has to evolve. But can they evolve? That's the biggest question as a better. Can they evolve, can they evolve, evolve enough to help them move the ball, which they can't because they can't run it at this point? Um, can Shadur evolve enough to be a more efficient passer, get rid of the ball quicker, have a chance to move the ball, move the chains, uh, and get into rhythm. And then defensively, can they make enough plays to, to slow down SC? I, I think Colorado can move the ball. I think Sean Lewis is a good enough offense coordinator to kind of help the team evolve. It's just about execution. And then defensively, I, I mean, can they make a play or two, right? I, I expect CU to score Uh, a better, you know, have better situations of scoring than they did against Oregon on the road. But uh, SC is is polished. Uh, They're deeper. uh, And certainly they got a quarterback that knows what he's doing. So uh, it's going to be tough sledding for the Buffs, but I do I do think that they can move the ball. they will be better than they were against Oregon, though.
3: They will be better. Okay, 20 seconds for this. It's a it's a 10 a.m. Mountain Time start. Did you ever play a game that early? And do you expect scoring to be muted, or maybe how do you think it affects the game if at all? Oh, we lost Pritch. I would like to get the answer to that question. I'm going to ask him that off air. We'll get the answer to that because that is a, again, a 10 a.m. Mountain Time start. And the total right now, we don't have one, right? So I'm just curious what his thought would be on that. Uh, Sorry about our internet here today. We'll come back. Uh, We will talk to Jason Weingart. We'll talk to Pete Futek. And we'll get that answer from Pritch. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week.